it's so funny about relationships because we think we're just supposed to be naturally good at it. It's kind of like money, it's like no one really teaches you about finances. And then you come to be an adult and you're like, oh, are we supposed to learn that? Did I miss the class on finances? And so many of us are almost embarrassed to go looking for relationship advice. Especially for guys, it's like, dude, you're reading a book called The Five Love Languages, man. I didn't want to be caught dead reading this in a coffee shop. Now I'm telling you that not because I'm a relationship expert, my girlfriend would definitely agree with that statement. I'm telling you that because no one's born knowing how to be in a relationship with someone and spend that much time with someone, hence quarantine wanting to rip their heads off, right? But man, if you're gonna spend a lot of time with someone, get in a relationship, right? Or at least knowing this stuff that we're talking about in these kinds of podcasts, super important and so on that point like where do we get our relationship advice from knowing that most people don't seek it out we get it from television we get it from movies and even growing up we're programmed with like this disney fairy tale of this person really obsessed with another person and then they're really obsessed back and that's what creates true love so in this podcast i want to dispel that myth and go really deep on it because i actually think that doing the opposite will get you better results There's three main points in this podcast, and the first one is this. Anytime you are over-attached to something, you actually get worse results, not better ones. Now hear me out. Think about this in terms of a job interview. We think that if we go into a job interview, we're really wanting the job, needing the job. We're super hungry, we're going to perform better nine times out of ten. That just gets you in your own head. You maybe don't act like yourself. You're maybe really nervous, they pick up on that. And they're like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Or girl, we think that if we want a good body, you know, we just have to brainwash ourselves with pictures of ripped people with six-pack abs. But what's the problem there? We're over-attached to it. And anytime you look in the mirror now, all of a sudden, because you don't have this, you start beating yourself up. You start nitpicking every one of your flaws. You start seeing your love handles, even though other people can't even notice that it makes you feel less confidence, not more. And now let's go back to the frame that most people approach their relationship with or your crush with or the person you want to date. You're like, if I'm really interested in this person, if I'm really obsessed with this person, that's going to win them over. That's going to get them to like me because I see it in the movies or I see it, you know, elsewhere or maybe I'm just, I can't control it. I'm just so all in. I'm so see out of the gate, just 100 out of 100. A lot of times that energy doesn't translate as passion or interest. It translates as you need someone else to complete you when you go after someone, right? And you're chasing them. That also carries the energy of like neediness and almost insecurity. So understand that the more you pursue someone over and over and over again, right though? I mean, we all know this from a texting perspective, right? If you're texting someone and there's like five or six blue texts from you, right? And like one little white text or green text, don't text anyone where it's on green, right? That's your first red flag right there, one text back. What does that convey that they're more important than you, that they're up here and you're down here? And so you're kind of like looking up at them. One of the most repulsive things for people is neediness, is clinginess. Unless they're an unhealthy person where they like that and they're fueled on that. Some people are right that neediness is going to translate as a lack of confidence for you. Now here is the second thing you really need to understand. Okay, most people's idea of a relationship is completely flawed to begin with. Now here's the thing, I was reading this book very long time ago. This is Osho. 
He wrote the book Intimacy. He also ran a coal in Oregon for what it's worth. So I don't know, but he had some good ideas in here minus the coal. Osha says that there's three types of love, okay? And most people go after these two forms and they never get to the third form, which is the most important one. The first form, this is dependent love. This is where one person is down here and the other person's value is up here. Okay, this is how most people approach getting in a relationship with someone. Or if you're obsessed with someone and you keep checking your phone over and over and over again, right? And you feel like they're not reciprocating or they're not texting you back as fast. Or they're not putting as much interest in you. This is this falls into the dependent category. One person has more interest than the other. Okay. And so he says that dependence is not really love. It's one of the lowest forms because it masquerades as love. But ultimately, it's not because no one wants to be dependent on right. Or if someone's in a relationship and you're like the caretaker. Eventually that role is going to get kind of old of taking care of someone, someone's needs or financially or whatever. Right, if someone's really dependent on you, then you're not going to have as much energy for yourself. And that's going to drain you over time. So that's the first kind. Now the second kind. And this is also equally as in odds common. This is where both people are dependent on each other. This is what we call codependence. Okay, now some people want this. Some people think that this is love. Like, if I need them as much as they need me right here and we can just, you know, be obsessed with each other and get matching t-shirts and, you know, hold hands 24-7 in public and uh, just be obsessed all day long. But what happens? Anyone who's been in a relationship knows that maybe at the start, you know, you have some of that, right? And that's kind of the, the passion at the beginning. But then when that goes away a little bit, month two, month three, and both of you are like, oh no, we're that, we're that you know, obsession where we have to do things 24-7 go together. People are like, they freak out and they want that back because it's like flashy. And it's what we see in romance films and stuff. But that's not the deepest form of love, Osha would say. And if you look at any marriage, right, it's not like that. The whole time, I mean, you go to work, they go to work, you got kids. There's other things that take priorities. Like people who have been married 20, 30 years would look at that and laugh. Or maybe you've been in a long-term relationship before. Or you're in one, right, and your friend starts dating someone. And within like a month, he's like, dude, she's the one, he's the one, you know, we're obsessed over each other. And they like want to give you relationship advice and you're like, all right, you've been together for a month. Give it like six, six months a year, two years. And let's see who's talking now, right? That you're looking at them and they're in that codependent style relationship again. Unavoidable at the start, there's nothing wrong there, but just know that that is almost more of an immature type of love, okay? And it's not really the highest form. The highest form is this interdependence, okay? This is where both people are self-full enough. Both people's value is right here, it's equal. And they choose to come together because it's magnified together. One plus one together equals three, an entity, which is your relationship. That is the mature form of love. We're going to go deeper. But in an analogy to really paint this picture, you're going, you see a sunset, like, hey, I got this great place to watch the sunset. We're going to eat in and out burgers. We're going to watch it. It's going to be a great time. So you drive up there and you watch the sunset. And instead of watching the sunset, you're just staring at them the whole time. They're like, dude, watch the sun. So you're like, no, you're more beautiful than the sunset. Like, how would you feel if someone did that to you? 
that'd be kind of creepy, right? That's the neediness, that's the dependent love. Some people think that that is love, that is not. Then there's codependence, same situation right there. Sunset in and out, good time, right? That's where both of you are like, what sunset? I just want to look at you the whole time, no? I want to look at you the whole time, let's take selfies. Oh my God, let's tweet about like, you're not really enjoying the thing right there in front of you. You're just trying to like, you know, you're just distracted by each other. That's the codependent style. But the third kind right here, this is the interdependence. It's where you're both sitting there. You're watching the sunset. You're having a good time. You know that the other person is there with you because they're literally sitting right next door, right? You can feel them, that it's fine, but you're both enjoying the moment together. You're both watching that sunset because you know that they're there and you trust that they're there. You're not going through your head like, do they love me? Or they watch it like, why aren't they paying attention to me? Why, why don't they care about me? Why are they distracted by this stupid sunset? Like I should be more important than this freaking sunset. You see my point, those are the three times of love, but most people want those first two because it's like an ego. Love, here's the biggest thing you need to understand, the two most important needs we have, all right. You would say love is one of those, right? Yes, love is one of those, love is one of those needs you need it. You know, if you don't love a baby up until the age of like four or whatever, we're one of the only animals where you can't survive on your own. Without the love of a mother or love of a stranger or people who are taking care of you, right? You need people to do that. That's hardwired into us, but there's a need higher than love. Okay, now this is very meta and very important for you to understand. You know what that is? Freedom. Freedom is higher is a higher need than love. It supersedes it. No one wants to be possessed. They want to be loved, but they don't want to be possessed. So if you come into a relationship or you approach someone with one of those first two types of love, right there, codependence or dependence. One of you is trying to possess the other person almost. You're trying to control them. And you hear people all the time. I was in a really controlling relationship, right? Or he's so controlling. So let's bring this all full circle. Now we started this podcast by saying that when you're over attached, when you're over obsessed with people that that actually pushes them away now. You know why? Because there's three kinds of love dependence, codependence and interdependence. These two push people away. And even if they don't for the first six weeks, they will over six months, six years. It's not a good place to have a relationship. From okay, the reason is because people, they don't want to be possessed intuitively. You feel this, they need the need of love, but ultimately the need of freedom supersedes their need of love. And anytime you have these, you're taking away their freedom. They will feel that and thus want to run away so they can be free. This is why detachment, right? And not detaching from someone, okay? But detaching from the result. Detaching from the idea of what you think love has to look like, right? Being more go with the flow. Almost caring less about the outcomes of things. Definitely gets you better results. And I've seen this time and time again in my life. I'm playing with this idea in almost every area. And it's one of the most powerful ideas I've come across recently. This is one of the things we speak about so much in my metamorphic coaching program. Just did a 10 week round with some of the first founding members and like two of them got new relationships. Okay, I knew one of them hadn't dated in like 15 years. And when you start shifting into this 2.0 version of you, right, which we help you create and shift into, so it doesn't feel fake or vague, 
It's just natural of who you are. You start to notice you raise yourself up and then everything in your life, all the people, all the opportunities that come to you are higher as well because they're on the same level. And remember, you attract what you are not what you want. So if you're interested in creating the two point of view of having an identity shift, what I'll do now is I'll link down below just a free like 10 minute podcast. You don't even have to subscribe to anything. I'm not going to ask you to buy anything at the end of it. Okay, just telling you a bit more about that process. If that's if you're curious about it. And then as well at the end of that podcast, if you want, you can apply for this program to have a call with myself or someone and we'll tell you a little bit more about that. And if it even makes sense for you, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stop settling. Start living by for now.